Welcome to Vibe with Edmond Oris. So yeah, guys, so welcome to another episode of the Vibe with Edmond Oris podcast. I'm your host and I'm still the coolest boy in the world, Edmond Oris. So guys, this is the last football episode of the Vibe with Edmond Oris podcast in the year 2021. It's such a very bittersweet moment for me. Bitter because I'm going to miss talking about football. I love talking about football. If it's possible, I can make a football content, premium football content every day. Um, but we started with just the Monday episodes on the first of May. Immediately after the Champions League final, got a Man City fan and a Chelsea fan to just do the review. And since then, we, we went to, to do every Monday. We created content every Monday. And then when I wanted to talk about other things, I started to do the general episodes every Friday. I think sometime in July. Yeah, so I've been creating two content every week since July. That's, that's a lot of content so if you are listening for the first time you are lucky because you have a lot of content to binge, binge listen to every week I get fans of the biggest clubs that played in, in, in the weekend and then we talk about everything that happened in the world of football like you will hear on this episode very good episode and then I find the general episode to talk we've talked navigating long distance relationship where I got my baby girl on that episode we've done I have an episode where I named that one friends and the right support system I have the red flags episode one week for boys one week for girls I have the the last one we published is sexual compatibility episode where I got the sex expert and the doctor to talk about sexual compatibility for people that want to know how to build their brand on social media I've made content like that on Build your brand for your business as well. I've made content on that one. Meet for I do boys, stop hiding, start anyhow. For people that want to know how to leave their parents <laughs> or the psychological issue that parents feel, so we have an episode named that one Emptiness. You get I've done easy hard work. So there's a lot of content if you are listening for the first time that you can binge listen to. So subscribe. We're going to be coming back for the football episode January 17th, but for the general episodes January 14th. So you can see why happy and and, and I also want the break. The break is important so that I can go and prepare more for you guys. So when we're coming back in season two, we're coming back with more fire, guys. We're coming back with more fire. Everything will be better. The sound will be better. Intro sound, outro sound. You guys, let me not spoil it for you guys. So you guys should just subscribe and wait for me. I'm still going to be talking about football. If you if you like what I'm doing here, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm going to since I'm not going to be having podcasts. I'm going to creating doing a lot of football spaces on my Twitter account where I have a lot of people. About 42k followers now, and most of them are football fanatics. And we also have the Seven Heavens for Messi episode. If you've not listened to that one, listen to that one. That episode, we got two Messi fans. One Messi fan was celebrating a birthday. So big shout out to Reps Apparel. Big shout out to Reps Apparel, the CEO since like a chase is celebrating her birthday today. So very big shout out to you. If you are listening, this episode is proudly sponsored by Reps Apparel. Reps Apparel on, on Twitter, Reps Apparel on Instagram. You can check them out. You are a football fan, yes. So you are either a Chelsea fan, a Man United fan, a Liverpool fan, an Arsenal fan. You can get your football matches from them. They have the most beautiful designs. We just literally even did a giveaway from, from the messy matches that they made. And you can check them out on my Twitter. You can even check them out on their Twitter. Or you can listen to the seven episodes, seven heavens for Messi episode, which is doing a lot of crazy numbers. Now, if you're a Messi fan, you're going to love this. Love that we celebrated Messi's seventh ballon d'or. So, guys, let me allow you guys to enjoy this one. We got, I got a Man United fan and, and the number one FPL man in Nigeria. Yes, so if you're an FPL you're a football fan, so a lot of football fans play FPL. So this guy shared a lot of insights on FPL and how, how you can make your team better, get better points. And then we're going with my United fan that understands football properly. We talked my United's new manager. We talked Messi and Messi and PSG issue. They're having a lot of issues there. Pochettino, I don't know what he's doing. So we talked about that. We also talked about Baka. 
<laughs> what can we be going to the Europa League, guys? So I don't even know how to feel, but maybe, maybe it's a good thing that we will take it a break. <laughs> but when we we'll come back in general, we're going to address all of all these things, and you can follow me on Twitter. So let me allow you guys to enjoy it, and I'll see you at the end. Vibe with Edmond Norris. Guys, this is the last football episode we'll be doing for the year 2021. It has been a very glorious ride from when I started publishing immediately after the Champions League final. That was the first football episode we did. So I'm super excited. Super, pri- It's a privilege, actually, to be in this place and be talking football every week, every Monday since we started. So it's crazy. But this is a special episode because I have two very big football fans. Shay, my G, what's good? I'm good, my guy. It's been it's been a year. It's been a year coming, a long time coming since before in SARS. Yeah, yeah, about... I wanted to I wanted to bring you as a guest on my second podcast where I'm a co-host. I wanted to bring yeah. you and the, 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 the things did not quite happen the way I wanted. And but I'm happy to have you here, guy. You're a proper football man. You know football. Mm-hmm. Thanks, bro. I'm happy to be here, my guy. After this I'm episode, happy. you both should go and follow him properly on Twitter, so. And then I have a very big guest in our midst. I have the number. I don't know if people play FPL, but if you're a football fan, you should know FPL. You should be playing FPL. The number one football FPL player in Nigeria is on the podcast. Yes, guys. How far and how great? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. It's wonderful <laughs> to be here to talk football and FPL with great minds. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, guys, after this episode, you should go and check out his podcast and also follow him on Twitter. He, he makes the podcast every week on FPL, changes to have on your team. If you want to improve your FPL, this thing you have to go and follow and listen to his podcast so i wanted to just bring him live on the podcast so i can tap into his fpl magic even <laughs> though i brought ronaldo in my team and he has given me 2.3 million naira i'll be 12 points and two returns two points but i predict i predicted the body block uh, body bench do you, do you remember body is benched body is benched remember i said oh, when oh, you well, asked well, Let's we'll tap into the FPL source at the end of the episode, but let's talk football now, shall we? Okay. Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea, they looked impenetrable at some point in the season. They looked like they were going to break. Some people are already teasing them to, to beat that Moreno's 15-goal considered season and win the league and all those things. But then West Ham has given them a reality check. What are your thoughts on that game? Yeah, um, I thought it was a very... It was a game for mistakes in Chelsea's point of view. And Chelsea, Chelsea's problems are, have been have actually been as a result of like them not being them not being able to create enough chances and score enough goals as well as them not being able to use Lukaku their forward very very well plus their numbers if you look at their numbers you realize that where they are on the table right now which is third is where their underlying numbers put them their xg expected goals for expected goals against and all of that it has them between third and fifth on the table yes they not slightly it's not it's not a big overachievement but just slightly now that they are third they are where they are supposed to be when you look at the underlying numbers their expected goals against is 15 15 goals so by if if all, all things being equal they're supposed to consider about 15 goals but they didn't they considered they've considered only nine so far so all those defensive frailties all those little 
all those key blocks that you know Tiago Silva might have or Rudiger might have, they are not getting those as much as before. You understand? I think Tuchel so, came out to say that they are considering cheaper goals of recent. So what's what has happened there now? We, we can talk about Lukaku later, but what think they happened to the defense? The defense, I guess, the defense is okay, but like the last two games where they consider where they have the last three games actually where they have considered goals. All the goals they have considered, apart from maybe one or two, have come from defensive mistakes. Against Man United, um, Jorginho miscontrolled the pass. Against Watford, um, they stole the ball from Loftus-Cheek to counter and score. Against West Ham, Jorginho gave a wrong pass to Mendy. Before Mendy fouled Bowen, then they scored the penalty. Then the second one, I think the third goal that they scored, I think um, uh, Masuaku wanted to cross the ball. But because of yeah. this guy's positioning, Mendy's bad positioning, he positioned like he wanted to stop a cross. So when the ball curled that way, it was too late for him to react. So all those things, it has just been like margins, fine margins for Chelsea. Fine margins. But at the end of the day, the numbers don't lie. And they are where they are supposed to be on the table. Liverpool <laughs> and Man City. <laughs> Liverpool and Man City have performed better than them this season. If a boy is more attractive, the intensity is better. And their players are their strikers actually scoring goals. Like okay, the main um, let, let's ask great, great. What do you think about Chelsea? Because I know if you if you're online, you've seen the conversation. A lot of Chelsea fans are yeah. saying that Lukaku makes them play worse. That they actually a better team without Lukaku. A lot of Chelsea fans are saying that they didn't even need to sign Lukaku. At the beginning of the season, I thought Lukaku was the missing piece in their puzzle because they didn't have a center, proper center for a winner was miss, missing a lot of chances. So, what do you think has gone wrong with um, Chelsea and Lukaku? Okay. I would say two things. Um, The first thing would be, I think teams are realizing that if you put these guys under pressure, you put Jorginho under pressure, you put some of those defenders under pressure, they can make mistakes, they can lose the ball. And Mendy, Mendy, for instance, now is not like a um, a classic and ball playing keeper. It's not. It's not. It's, it's not like Ederson now, for instance, or maybe Manuel Neuer, people that are comfortable with the ball at their feet. So you have a system whereby that requires the keeper to to pass the ball, to distribute the ball in that manner. But you have a goalkeeper that is not really equipped for that. So I think teams realize that against against them, um, Manchester United, they saw how Jorginho slipped under pressure from um, Sancho and Rashford, and even yesterday. The pressure from the West Ham front line. Jorginho mm-hmm. gave a back pass. Pressure on Mendy. I think that's one, one, one thing. And the second thing I'll say, it, I will not say it's just Lukaku. I'll say mm-hmm. Tuchel has not found his right mix of the front three. For Liverpool, we know that when they are fit, when everybody is fit, we are going to see Mane on the left, Firmino as the centre forward, and Salah on the right. When they play tough matches, we know that if these people are available, this is the front three. Even for Pep, for his Champions League matches, we can predict his front three most of the time. We know that, okay, if this this is who he will play. But Tuchel has been experimenting with Pulisic, with Carlo Martin Odoi, with Timo Werner, with Romelu Lukaku, with Kai Havertz, with um, Akim Ziyech, with Mason Mount. So it's just like, it doesn't... So at, at the end of the day, when he brings up three random players from there, they, do, they don't seem to... To like they, they are not in sync sometimes because they don't play enough matches together. So I think one one thing he needs to sort out is to find out what is his best front three. I think if he sorts that out, then they can maybe um, um cope some of the issues they are having currently. All right, um guys, add, let's go to okay. Shay, you want to add something? If I could add to it, another issue they have is the matter of their fitness. Their best players getting injured. You know, their their most important players important to the system they like to play. Like Chilwell 
and Kante, Kante. and Kovacic, especially Kante. So the fact that Jorginho is always being pressed and all of that, if Kante was beside him, he relieves the pressure. Kante is not, he's, he's very underrated on the ball. Very, very underrated, as well as a very good ball carrier. He, take, he drives the ball forward. He helps Chelsea close all the gaps. What you need, like, four or five passes to do. Kante can just take the ball, run past some guys, you know, get it forward. Chilwell, too, is important, important to them. So it's not just the bad football. It's also the personnel that they don't have at the moment that is affecting them. Well, um, me... What I will say on this Chelsea thing is I, I'm not surprised that they are they've been struggling at Watford. They were not lucky against West Ham. I think they deserve to lose that game. They were they were a little bit unlucky against against Man United with the whole Jorginho's um failure to come ball. As like I said on the on the last football episode, I said that I can't back them to win the title. So I think I'm always going to back a Pep's team because I feel like somehow, somehow Man City and Pep Guardiola in, in particular have managed to hack I don't know why he keeps motivating his players week in, week out for, to be playing at the level that they are playing. Look, I've been way out of, the, of Man City as at the end of the season, last season. Mm. Or he has literally been their best player. I think second best player in the league this season. Foden goes out and comes. Even Sterling is starting to play. So, like, I'm saying they are, their struggles are not surprising me. I think that Liverpool and, and, and Man City both have better scores. So, let's talk Liverpool now. They struggled against Wolves. They struggled. Jota yeah. missed it. I think yeah. literally an empty name. Just use a stamp looking for um Origi. What are your thoughts on Origi, Shay? Origi is Origi is Origi is one of those guys that if you if you have him on your team for 19 minutes playing, if you make if he's a starter for you, you will not really enjoy him. Like what I've watched from Origi, anytime I watch him start, I don't really see what he adds to the team. He's he's quick, he's he can dribble, he can do all that, but he's he's wildly inconsistent. But as that impact player that needs to come on and make a difference where everybody else is tired, I believe Origi is better in that. Origi only, you know, performs very, very well when he has to, you know, make that impact when everybody else is tired, when everybody else is exhausted, you know, he comes on, he shows his sharpness, his pace, his skill, everything, everything, confuse defender. One time, papa, he don't score, you know, that kind of thing. And you need players like that. Maybe... If he keeps being a super sub for Liverpool in another 15, 20 years, he will manage the club. Like, <laughs> like, like a certain song. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for Liverpool. I think that they deserve to win. I feel like with Salah and uh, Mane going, Origi is going to be very key for them. Yeah. Going to, yeah. What about Man City? What about Man City? Great. Talk to Man City because they beat... Um, who did they play on Saturday? Watford. Uh, Watford. They beat they beat yeah. Watford. So how 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 were they? Yeah, I watched I watched um, part of the match. Um, yeah. it's the team. They were dominant on the ball, kept possession, and they were creating chances in that match. They could have scored maybe they could have scored up to five or six on another day. It's just Fodin, Bernardo Silva. It's just Grealish that is not clicking yet. It's just Grealish that is not clicking yet. Even Ryan Sterling looked very good. Even when Marius came on, it looked good too. So um, they, they they still look like the the team to to beat. to beat. Yeah, because if you only look at the score depth and everything, is they are just on another level. Honestly, man. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people were saying that oh, 
me, I was afraid for them that, bro, you don't have a striker. How are you going to convert this many chances? Because they miss, yeah. I think they miss a lot of chances, but it's also because they create a lot. They are always creating chances. So yeah. eventually, eventually, and they always have possession of the ball. They control the game most of the time. So I think more often than not, and I said it before, more often than not, they will win. It's just if they can do it in the Champions League. Now, that's, that's the other thing we have to discuss. But great, FPL man now. Who's the best FPL asset to have for Man City? For Man City? Um, General Silva is the best FPL asset to have right now. A close second would be Joao Cancelo. And maybe a third would be um, Phil Foden. But I'll say Bernardo Silva for one for for this reason. Like he seem he seems to have nailed them the starting spot, first of all. And he's not just even though he's playing as one of the midfield three, he always joins attack, he's always in the box, he's always in and around the box, supplying crosses, getting on the end of crosses. So I don't know when you see a city play a city a midfielder or attacker that I should some almost setting to start and is getting into good position. You know, in FPL, they are looking for who is, who is going to give you the goal, who's going to give you the assist. So for a City attacker, I think Bernardo Silva is like the best option right now. Before we come to Man United, who I think their biggest talking point this season, your team now, Arsenal, you guys feel everything. By the time this, this podcast will be published, I don't think the, the game will be... You guys were shambolic. Were you shambolic against my United? Did you were you were you upset with that loss? I was upset with the loss. I was Why? upset with the loss. I feel the Manchester United team that beat us. It is not a wonderful team. Wow. I don't know. They are beatable. That, that's how I say it. And mm. we got a goal, we scored first. And I, I, I honestly some some decisions from Mateta have been really surprising. Are you happy, are you happy with that? Are you, are you happy with your coach? I am happy. Is two ways. I'm I'm not really happy with him. You Especially know what, you know what I'm recent, I, spend, okay. I spend I spend I spend a lot of time on Twitter just reading comments mostly. So yeah. I see I follow a lot of football people. If you're yeah. not following me on Twitter, follow me on Twitter at Edmondores. I I follow a lot of people and I see all their comments from all the clubs. So like I said about Lukaku, I see what my United fans. There are a lot of my United fans don't like one Bissakan. Chey will come to that. I see a lot of comments <laughs> about Fred. Even though Fred scored today, they are calling the rejected stone. So I see some Arsenal fans saying that, because for me now, outside of the club, I'm looking, I'm thinking that Teta is doing a good job. I think that with time, they will come good. And he has won some couple of trophies when he came. He won the FA Cup. He won the Community Shield and all that. So that's why I'm always asking any Arsenal fans that come here that what's, what's the truth about Teta? Okay, the truth about Teta is... I'll give him kudos for something he has done. He has tried to use the players he has, he has and try to improve um, the the game, the style of play. Under Emery, Arsenal became something else. But some some of his decisions have been surprising, especially recently. Emery Kobamiya has missed some of, some chances that, that you know you know you know the time that, that you say you know that like, your grandmother will score. He has done some of he has some of those kind of chances. Keep him on the bench. Play Lacazette. Play Martinez. Then um, Nuno Tavares, who he now prefers this is a left back. I think Nuno Tavares thinks he's a winger. Maybe he wanted to be a winger before or something. He just or <laughs> he doesn't know he has he has any defensive duties. So bring back Tierney. Tierney is Tierney has been back for about two weeks now. Start him. I I think those two key things. And another thing I feel is affecting us is. You know, for every team that plays a possession-based football, you need a midfielder that is able to just um, keep the game team with just one touch. For instance, Jorginho for Chelsea and um, Rodri a bit for him for Man City. 
So yeah. we are trying to play position style football. We don't have Granny Jaka. Granny Jaka has been out injured. And it's a great we, we always uh, when Jaka is on the field, people insult him. Uh, he loses the ball too much, or he's, he doesn't track back. Up. But his importance cannot be overstated in that team. He is very important to the team. I feel losing Grand Jaka too has been part of what has affected us recently. Yeah. Uh, but you what have been you for you for went on like a ten game. Uh, on beating run before Liverpool trashed you guys at Anfield. No shame in that because Liverpool trashed everybody. They trashed me too. They trashed my United. <laughs> so, talking about my United now and this Ragnik, how are you feeling about him? Can you tell us about him? Uh, Ralf Ragnik is, is a German coach slash director of football who who's well respected in Germany. I think every, if people have done their research, they will know that was the one that made Thomas Tuchel um, start coaching and all that. That he's the reason Thomas Tuchel started coaching. He so told he's him, the grandfather of he's the person. Yeah, he's the grandfather of Gagan Pressing. He's the he's the he's the most respected coach. This and that. He last managed a football club as a coach. He last managed them um, in 2018-19 RB Leipzig team. So that's last. Coaching job he had before he moved to Man United, he was working at Lokomotiv Moscow as a director of football before moving to before making the move to Man United. This game that we just watched, I really really liked it. I really enjoyed it. It just showed that these players have just been devoid of instruction because for them to play the way they just played after one training session, you can tell that all they needed was positive direction. You do this, you do that, you do this, you do that. The president won though, because I've been hearing reports that he has been the one in charge of some of the decisions that Carrick has been making in terms of the starting eleven and behind the scenes. So I don't, no. I don't really think it's one. But like, is this not, is this not new manager syndrome? Because this is how it happens when a new manager comes. We know the way football is, guy. Um. Well, first to answer your first question, it wasn't he wasn't involved in any of decision making that Carrick and his coaching staff made. Before he came, that was all Carrick. Okay. To answer your second question, new manager bounce. Yes, it's true. It happens. I mean, Chelsea did new manager bounce all the way to Champions League, but you cannot underestimate the power of good coaching to a team. Good instructions when you tell these players, okay, this is what you need to do. This is where you need to go. This is how you need to do it. You know, when the ball goes here, you press this way. The trigger is in the center with the midfielder when players are given are shown a way to play football they you know they follow instructions and that's what happened today they followed the instructions well although there was there were some little things that I saw that I was like okay this this so what, what major football. difference what major difference did you see team at their best that you that you are not seeing now or what, what major difference can you see in this team that wasn't Ole's team first first of all is the pressing the pressing okay. is the first only, only, you only tried to press at one time, but then went away from it after Ronaldo came because he didn't know how to create a pressing system with Ronaldo in it. But it's obvious with this first game, even the game, the Arsenal game last, last was it Thursday? I forgotten what day. Ronaldo showed some off the ball work. He tried to press, you know, he didn't play all that great offensively, but defensively he put a shift in. He ran for the team like the all the whole team did. One of the major differences I saw between this team, this team and Ole's team, like I said before, is the pressing. 
It is how you want your players to press. It is where you want your players players to press. The this team, what they are very good at, what they were very good at was stifling the opposition, moving them to one side. Once they move the ball to one side, the way the player runs, the way the the marker runs, and the way he positions himself to push the play to one side helps the whole team go to that side and win the ball back. So what they try to do, they try to make the pitch as small as possible. So they were able to stifle the midfielders. If you notice the first five, you know, six, it, seven, it was it was sorry, sorry to cut it was one thing you yeah. mentioned because he said that this is a team can do well, but it's under no delusion that he watched them play against Liverpool and they were shambolic. Mm-hmm. He said, mm-hmm. well, what he wants to have, he wants to have control. He wants to have more control. I think that happened today because exactly. the guy barely had any, any safety. Anything to do. And that, that so, doesn't happen before. So, it's not control. When people talk about control, it's not always about possession of the ball. It is when you control a game, the team you are playing against are not able to create as many chances. You're able to re- limit their offensive threats. You're able to make sure that they don't have the ball in areas where they are dangerous. As soon as the ball crosses the halfway line, you press them, they lose the ball. As soon as they get the, you get the ball to the wing, you press the side. You use the touchline as another defender. Yeah, you press very quickly that on that wing. Very quickly on that wing. Do you think mm-hmm. one Bissaka? Because a lot of people are, are happy that this new guy does. <laughs> you th- does. Does he have a future under this manager? He does, but I mean, he's a very limited player. So, because of his transfer fee, he was signed for fifteen million, and there is no way that Man United are getting that money back from due to um as regard as regarding <laughs> resale as regarding resale value. Nobody go pay twenty five million for one Bissaka. That's just okay. the truth. So you, he he will need to find a way. To fit him in, it's, the problem is one Bissaka doesn't play like more than four. Dalo has already stepped up. Dalo was crossing. Dalo was running. Dalo was dribbling. Like we, I saw Dalo play some crosses. I was like, so defender if he cross like this because one Bissaka <laughs> cannot cross. One Bissaka go the go the rolling waist when it's time to cross, and it is very annoying. It was that very annoying. Very, very wait, annoying. wait, 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 wait. Before we leave my United now, you mentioned something that I want, I wanted to pick on, but I was like, let me just allow you to express yourself freely because I have invested 12 point, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, 12.3 British pounds on Ronaldo now. And <laughs> I'm hearing stuff like he may not be able to press with this team. I looked at his fixtures. The next, the next couple of fixtures are very good for my United guys. So is the, there are not really any big team there. I think for the next seven or eight games. So they are, they are, they are profit, yeah. profitable future. Uh, Fixture. So, yeah. FPL, man, you are the one that knows how to analyze this. But one in Nigeria, you will know how to predict, anticipate, and predict and bring in players man, out. What do you think about Ronaldo's chances of scoring in this new team that they are talking about pressing? Because he tried, but there was no so clear cut chances for him. Mm-hmm. You get? Yeah. Do you do you do you think? And considering his age, true, because I know a lot of people like Ronaldo, so they don't like to talk about him. Me, I like him, but I'm going to say the truth. He's no longer what he used to be. He's 36. He's at the end of his career. That is the truth. Still very effective, but then you can't fight against your body. You get There are some things you can do at 36. You can't do that. You you would do as a young star, maybe Rashford. Yeah. Greenwood was very good when he came on. Got the assist. Yeah, Ronaldo cannot. So to do it in the Premier League, Champions League on midweek, Champions League is coming and then the next Saturday again. Is that is that possible, uh, FPL man? And uh, is it a good time uh, to bring Ronaldo in the team? 
Yeah, first things first, you said something about um, you looked at the fixtures. That's basic FPL principle. FPL 101 is not written in any book, Hello? but it's basic. You check the fixtures, you saw that the fixtures are good. That's the first thing you do. You saw, maybe look at a block of four, five, six fixtures, and they are good. And um, what I'll say about Ronaldo is this for FPL assets, we are, we don't we don't really care too much, and even when we are playing FPL, someone can be a good player and not be a good FPL asset. Ronaldo is Ronaldo was made for FPL. He's that kind of player. Is he doesn't need? You said he wasn't getting clear court chances. He doesn't really need clear court chances. He can put the ball in the net. He, he just does it. I don't know. He just puts the ball in the net. Sometimes you don't even know how he does it. Like so, he, uh, this is a very good time to get Ronaldo. For many reasons, is Ronaldo. Then a second th- um, thing is the fixtures are very good, yeah. and under the under the new manager, I'm sure he'll be willing to. He will want to um, show, Impressed. want to prove his doubters. Yeah, you know Ronaldo is that kind of person that wants to. He likes to when people start saying things. He wants to. He wants to prove them wrong. So I, I feel you want to impress. It's a very good time. I don't have him now, but I'll, I'm looking for. I'm, I'm I'm still trying to look for a means to get him in. So you are saying, you are saying that because by the next time we come on my podcast, I'm going to say, I'm going to tell people, I'm going to tell my guys, you are saying that I should hold that because that's a lot of FPL money. True, true, money. true, true. <laughs> All right, guys, let's, let's go to Vaca. Vaca now, we, we Chavi has got his first loss. We lost to Robertis. We dominated. Yeah. The, did, I don't know. Let me, let me, let, let me not look like I'm painting a different picture. Did you guys watch the game? Yeah. Okay, sure. You so, watch again. So how was it? Um, like you said, you guys, you know, dominated possession. You had chances, but at the end of the day, there are some issues as regarding like how you people went back in transition, like defending. They caught you guys on counter attack a couple times. That's even how they scored. And this Barcelona ship, especially on the wings, because of how Xavi likes to play those wing backs, they had those issues. But going forward, if Barcelona cannot sign. A proper center forward and move Memphis Depay to the wing. Barcelona will continue to struggle for goals. That's just. Ah, that's I think. I think. I think that's, that's just basically. That's it. We need because, guy, I I can watch us play and I know that we can play for two hundred and sixty hours and we will not score. I I asked on Twitter. <laughs> I asked on Twitter that guys, are you sure we score in training? Because it's like oh we are just God. passing the ball. We are just pa- Depay is not a center forward. He's he's horrible in the pro. He's horrible. He's very bad. Like he's doing the best he can. <laughs> I know he's doing, and that's why, like, I'm still, I'm, I don't want to just cancel him out or just get upset. Sometimes I want to get upset with yeah. him, but I'm like, well, it's not your position. You are just makeshifting. You are sacrificing actually, because he's sacrificing. He's better on the wings. You yes, get. No. I don't know when you guys, my podcast listener. I don't know when you are going to be listening to it before Tuesday or Wednesday, and or if you listen to it after and I'm wrong, you can call me out. For me, I think that we won't be able to beat them. The only way I don't even see us qualify. I think it's Europa League for a Barcelona fan. Just brace yourself. There's uh, no shame there. Yeah, yeah. There's bro, no shame there. Need, All the other teams have done. Still that Barcelona, that Europa League kind of thing. Man, that's nourishment. <laughs> I know. I, I know that it's something a lot of football fans are waiting. But Chelsea fans have gone there. Man United fans have gone there. Gone. Arsenal it's fans gone. have gone there. Liverpool have gone there. So, so it's our turn. There's no shame in that. We'll go through it. Sometimes you have to go back. To go forward, mm-hmm. you get. I, I don't even think, even if we qualify, this is why I'm scared. Even if we qualify, we don't have the quality to compete in the knockout stages. You get the players are still too very young and in it. 
you get there is no finisher. As if football is played to score goals, if you don't have anybody that's going to be putting the ball in the back of the net, you are going to struggle. And that's why Messi alone, Messi, we Messi will win that game yesterday, and women with so many other games this season because Messi will find it. Yeah, he'll find a way to score, or we score a free kick at worst. But I don't know what's happening with Barcelona. I think we're like 13 points behind Real Madrid. Real Madrid won again. Vinicius is very good. Ancelotti is doing it. Yep. Yeah, so I think the title there is, is wrapped up for, for Real Madrid. But yeah, PSG. Great. Talk to <laughs> about Messi at PSG. I don't know if you guys have been following it, and I want to give my opinion here. Yeah? Because I don't, want to, I, I don't want, to I don't want to say on Twitter. I know what you want to say. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but great. Thoughts of yeah. Messi at, at PSG. What, what do you think is happening there? Because they are still first. They are 10 points, but they are not playing well. The, Pochettino needs to... I don't know. I, I don't know whether to direct it out. Poch direct. Have you seen them play? <laughs> Have you seen PSG play? I want to talk They are horrible. They are horrible. They are horrible. They are horrible. Shay, what do you think, bro? Like they are, they are bad at football. <laughs> that team, like it's, 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 it's crazy. Cause and in a way, eh, we just, we just say, we just romanticize or messing them and Bappy up front, bro. That midfield, nothing did that midfield. Now, at now, home. without Verratti, <laughs> without Verratti playing in, in midfield, that midfield is a black hole. So you have defense. Black hole, messy mom. That's 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 see, guy, see, let, let me co- let me come in here because I've, I've watched a lot of their games this season. Before this season, you know, people talk about how the French league is a farmer's league and and all that things, but guys, those people play ball. I think it's just because a lot of us in Nigeria and even like in the world, I don't think it's, it's not a league that is very watched. But this season, I've had the privilege and opportunity of following because I watch a lot of games and guys mm. those people play ball they play normal football the way Premier League teams play and the way um, what's the name and they are always very hungry but that's not even the issue the issue now is that Pochettino does not know how to coach that team just like people said they are only just good on paper it's just the name it's just name they have they are, they are horrible they when you watch them on the pitch I was telling my friend earlier today that guys if you if we bring 11 strangers from one football stadium in the Badon, yeah, will beat them. That's how bad they are because the midfield guy, even with Verratti in the midfield, all he does is just to slide to the ground. He just wants to dive on the ground to tackle the ball. That's, that's why he's always taking a look at you. Get, they, don't, they don't have anybody that can retain the ball, they don't have anybody that can distribute the ball. Messi, we're complaining that Messi was a backer and he was playing literally starting at the halfway line. That's where he starts his attack and still scores. He finished as highest goal scorer in La Liga last season. This season, he has not been so lucky with goals. And then he has created so many big chances for Umpape and Ikadi and Neymar, and they just keep missing. He most times he doesn't even get on the end of like big chances. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Because Messi, the I think Messi is one of the best. There's nothing. Nobody's nobody's <laughs> retaining the ball. Nobody's distributing the ball properly. They can't even pass out from the back. And yet it, every time they keep trying to do it. Mount is PSG for for the fact that PSG decided to let go of Thiago Silva because they thought they would be able to get Ramos. They deserve all they are getting right now. <laughs> Ramos has played just one game. He has been he has been injured. My, this is what I'm thinking. I because I love Messi and I want him to do well. I know he they will win the league regardless of how bad they, they are going to yeah, be. Because no even as they were bad yesterday, they still managed to sneak a draw they at won. the end. Yeah. So, but the Champions League is what they want. It's what Messi wants. It's what the club wants. It's, it has continued to elude them. But 
And you can see why Pape wanted to leave because the team is bad. You get they are just relying. Pochettino has not been able to coach them properly and tell them. And on Messi, and on Messi, this is what I want to say for Messi. I love Messi, greatest player. Everybody that knows, that knows me know how I feel about Messi. Knows that I think that Messi is the greatest player of all time, and I think he's the greatest player. You can't even have the argument. There can be argument Ronaldo on goals, but my issue with, with Ronaldo is when I when I sit down to watch him, sometimes he doesn't. When he doesn't score, he's not entertaining to watch. He's just like every other normal player. He can't even, he can't even keep the ball sometimes. He makes like some loose passes. Messi doesn't do that, yeah. He's always very good when he plays, but I feel like a coach needs to come in. A coach that has the personality. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A coach that has the personality and name, and I don't know that can just cajole him into. I think he needs to go back to scoring a lot of goals. He needs to dish this hole, get a team that will get him on the end of finishing chances. He's the best finisher in the world. If Messi is shooting, he's going to be on target. You will not see Messi draw up and take a shot more on target. You get what I'm saying? I don't know. They need to sort of motivate him one kind. Maybe challenge him. Just get him hungry. He doesn't look so hungry for goals. He wants to just be, be the creator now. You get in my In my opinion, it's just like you said just now when you mentioned the midfielders. Um, yeah. PSG have. The fact that PSG don't have that creativity for midfield means that Messi... Has to, has to yeah, he has to drop deeper, you know, try to distribute, do the things because he knows that okay, normal, normal. This is Mbappe, this is Neymar, these guys are goal scorers naturally. But one thing people don't really know about Mbappe is that Mbappe, Mbappe can be wasteful on a, on a, on a bad day, he's very wasteful. People, I think that a lot of football wasteful. fans don't watch. They don't watch football. If you watch, you see he's not very clinical. He takes like three chances to score a goal, like three big chances sometimes. But so all that comes together. So Messi has to do all that work to service in service of the team, rather than okay, we are getting you in this position, you score. We are getting to you in this position, you score. You know, in Barcelona there's an understanding. Jordi knows that when he has the ball on the wing, Messi is going to make this run, so he needs to give this pass. To get it to Messi, Messi will score. We've seen that Jordi Alba cross for the Messi goal 100 million times. You get so that routine. Even though Barcelona were were Jordi Alba, everybody knows that when Jordi Alba makes one particular run, Messi will make another run, one diagonal run, and Jordi Alba will get the ball to Messi, and Messi will score. Like that that particular Jordi Alba Messi goal that is very common, as well as like you know. The routines that people know how to play with Messi because Messi has been in Barcelona in the system for a long time. So you know, okay, this one, this one, two, this, you know, this run, this, this, and that. So Messi is not in that, you know, in that zone where people just know what he wants to do, which I also think might be the case, might be the problem for him not being able to score as many goals. But the truth is, maybe they're just conserving energy for. The knockout stages of Champions League. Yeah, because I think at the end, at the end of the season, as a big team, you don't have to be leading your league now. You don't. You just have to be around that picture. The 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 season starts in February for those big teams because February the knockout stages will come out and then you have to play. Um, I will be very surprised if Pochettino is still the one there or if he has not figured it out before then because the football is bad. They are not going to beat any team, any of the big teams playing like that you get yeah um, let's just talk Champions League briefly now Man United you guys are qualified already now 
Yeah, but we play young boys on Wednesday. So I expect Ronaldo to not start. Maybe put some young players, Ahmad and Elanga and Greenwood them. To just to just play some counter pressing football and score some goals. Who do you that, think that favorite for the Champions League? Great. Who do you think is favorite for the Champions League? I know you are you are not participating, so you have a very objective um, opinion. Okay. <laughs> favorite. <laughs> um on current form, I'd say I'd say Bayern Munich. Predict the scoreline of that Bayern game. So maybe we'll come back and see if you're correct. I'd say I'll I'll say something around. 3-0. What about you, Shane? To Bayern. Bayern. Yeah. Shane. Bayern are slapping your, like, 5-6 or something. Like, that kind ah. of range. You know? Provide. Like, just to let all the anger out from what they do. Just, just let it out. Sweat it out. Provide. You'll see 11 messes. 11 messes. Pitch. The goodie. The goodie. The goodie. The goodie. <laughs> provided he doesn't, provided he doesn't get as bad as eight two again, I'm okay. I'm, I'm hoping Fatty can come back because <laughs> Fatty makes such a difference. I don't know, he's so young, he makes True. such a difference yeah. to to our to our team. Um, guys, boys, let's go to boys, extra boys. time now. Let's go to extra time. Okay. Oops. You were vibing with Edmund Uris. So guys, very quickly, before we go to extra time, let me just tell you some of the services that the Edmunduris brand offers. Apart from being a podcaster, a podcast host, a listener, a plug to all plugs, I'm also a brand ambassador. If you want me to bring awareness to your brand, bring visibility to your brand, I can help you with that. I'm working with some of the very best people. I have a media PR person on my team. I have a direct response marketer on my team. I have some influencers, some very big influencers on my team. So if you... And if you have any services that you feel that you can offer to the Edmondoris brand, that you feel any services that is going to be needed, you can hit me up as well. I can help you advertise your business, your brand on the podcast that has a lot of listeners. Or I can help you advertise your brand, your business on my Twitter account where I have over 42,000. Currently, I have 42,000 followers. So that's a lot of visibility that your brand can need. So if you feel that you can, and if you feel that you can, offer any services to my because we're looking i want to improve i want to expand the team i want it to be very big so if you have any service that you feel that you can offer to the team hit me up at edmund Ruiz on twitter where i'm very active and i will reply and apart from that i'm also a listener i, I listen to people you get that's why i do on my podcast i get people to talk about experts to talk about what the subject and then i just listen and ask questions so if you have any Thing you ever want to talk about anytime you need somebody unbiased, unjudgmental to listen to, you can send me a DM at Edmonduris. And I also, I'm also the plug to all plugs. I have some of the very best people around me. I have a drone pilot I can, that's available to fly and give you the best drone shots anywhere in the world. So, and so many other things. So, yeah, guys, let's go back to extra time. You were vibing with Edmund Uris. Okay, so guys, in extra time, I want us to talk FPL at the end, but I want us to just talk a bit about the that I produce on my podcast. Have you guys checked that one out? Uh, the one on the Arsenal, the Arsenal game. I think I no, no, listened to just no, 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 no. I named that one um, sexual compatibility. Oh, oh, oh! I, no, no. I've not, I've, I've not listened to that. Oh, you guys. But what, what do you guys think about that? What do you think about sexual? How important is it in a relationship? I anybody here dating? Is anybody here in a relationship? Am I the only relationship man in this podcast? Man, I'm single, bro. I'm single, bro. <laughs> <laughs> My guy. Single people. <laughs> okay, but, but as a sing- which means you guys can give very 
your opinion. What do you think about this subject, Shay? Oh, great, great, go first. Okay. Um, what I'll say is all these things are dope. It's just like you are trying to. It's, it's part of the elements that makes the relationship, right? So mm-hmm. it, I think it's very important too. It's very important too because um, <laughs> in my in, I, okay, I remember once telling a friend of mine that she has a she has a beautiful heart. Baba was not like ah, saying that the heart you go deceive for money. All those kinds of things, you know that kind of talk <laughs> now. <laughs> so uh, all those those things matter. Like being okay, physically attracted, being sexually compatible. On a scale of zero to ten, to you, not not to people now, to you, she. Scale of zero to ten, mm. how important is it? Seven. Seven. Thoughts on sexual? Um... It's if if you are having you know sexual relations, it's very very important. Even if you are not. Because I believe that if anybody goes into a relationship, you are going there to go the, the whole mile, you know, to end up in marriage, even if it doesn't yeah. get there. But that should be mindset. So you have to marry someone, you know, who, who you see and say, yeah, I, this is it for me, you get. So sexual compatibility is very, 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 very important. Because not doing that will make you want to look outside because you're not satisfied maybe how she looks or the things, the romantic things she does or how the sex is, or whatever, or stuff like that. So for me, like it's a nine, nine of these from scheme of one to ten is nine, maybe even eleven. <laughs> <sex>. Okay. <laughs> I like I share the same. I share and you guys should check that one out when you are done. When you are done here. And if you are listening, go and check that. I got two doctors. I got a doctor and a sex expert. You guys so they talked about how it's important, how it can be learned, how you can test for it. And they even talked about for like celibate couples, how you can know even if you are celibate, say in your relationship now you are not having sex, but you want to know if you are sick. Because guys, it's very important. I think that people don't just like to talk about these things. We like to pretend or we like to pr- you can't pray it into existence. You have to actually go into the field and do the work you get. Even if that means having sex or like but having conversations on it. It's really like with your partner is very important. Yeah. Very important. Okay, so um, FPL guru, give us some FPL tips. How have you managed to go number one in Nigeria? You know, when I look at this FPL chart most of the times, I never think that I would meet the number one in Nigeria. But look at what Twitter has brought for me, guys. So how have you managed to... What's your secret? Okay, um, conventionally, it, 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 FPL is a game I understand. Like, this, this is my fourth season playing it. So, and the kind of person I am, whatever I'm doing, I learn from experience. Like, um, I learn, I learn from past experience, and I use that too. So, people, people make a joke that okay, great. Once great understands something, it's, 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 it becomes a more, it becomes a beast in it. It's just, it's just how I am. So, I guess over the seasons, I've picked up some lessons. Now, this season, everything has just been like a sink for me. Yeah, everything has been a sink for me. Some things I've done, I would say. I started quite well. First week, I was around 633,000. So by like the fifth week of sixth week, I moved up. I was already at 20,000 in the world. So I did something. And I, it's just, it's just, it's just a, I just want to share one or two secrets, one or two things I've done. I did something. There was a week I captained Vardy. I bought Vardy the previous week. And I looked at the match against Burnley. Burnley started the season very poorly. They were losing their games. And I looked... Vardy has still been sticking up with some one or two goals and assists here. Leicester versus Burnley at home. Um, Salah had a tough match. Everybody, Ronaldo had a tough match. So I felt, why not captain Vardy? And from there, I moved from t- around 20,000 to 2,000. 
So since I got to our, to 2000 and something, I've not just I've not gone below 500. Like as at, as at this week, I, I was still I was still like around. I I picked at 61. I was at 61. I was at in the maybe world. Maybe four games. Yeah, 61st. I was 61st in the That's world. Great. I was, I was 61st in the world. The, the week I went to first in Nigeria, I was 61st in the world. So I would say the thing with FPL is this. Hmm? FPL is a game like many other games, right? So what you are trying to do is you are trying to look for opportunities. You are trying to look for a way to a way to go ahead of others. So the things that help me a lot, I watch matches. And even when I don't watch matches, eh, I try to look at highlights. You get, I watch highlights. If I can even say extended highlights, I appreciate that a lot. And even if I don't, if I'm not able to do that, I look at some people that review matches, like people that review matches, they talk about, okay, the players that were getting the box, players that had the shots, players that were creating chances. It's those things, it's stats-based game. So you just pack the Salas, the the Ronaldo's, the Jotas, those guys that I knew that on the songs on any day they can they can enter the they can score two, they can score three. That's the basic philosophy with FPL. How do you gamble? How do you how do you okay okay yeah eh, it, it, the thing with gamble you know it's, it's a game it's a game right when you want to gamble what is it's a risk I, I say FPL is about risk versus reward right I'll yeah. give you an instance I'll give you an instance now I played my white card in game week ten and Foden had just played one match before the white card. And people in the FPL community on Twitter and every other place were saying, like, nobody nobody knows who Pep will start, right? But mm-hmm. I looked at Foden. I, I've seen him in the past. I saw the match he played. And I realized something. With Foden, I was either going to get maybe a 15-pointer or if he doesn't start, I get one point, right? Assuming in two matches now, Foden gives me 15 points. And the next match, maybe he gives me one point. I have 16 together, Right? If I had gone Grealish instead, with Grealish, I expect maybe he just gives one assist. If Grealish starts the two matches, and uh, maybe with one assist, he gets five, five points. That's 10, right? Mm-hmm. 15 plus one is 16. Five plus five is 10. Which is better? 16. 16 is better. So pe- many people just feel that, okay, uh, with Grealish, they felt that Grealish was more certain of stats based on the fact that he, he had played all the matches, 100 million, they bought him for 100 million and he had been playing all the matches. But me, I look beyond that. I look at, okay, what's the, what's the, um, what do I call it? They call it upside chase. What's the upside with Foden? Foden has a better, a higher ceiling, right? Foden can, Foden can get me uh, more FPL points than Grealish. So in that situation, I, I can, I, I'm willing to gamble on Foden. I'm willing to take the risk that even though he's benched in this match, eh, if he starts mm-hmm. the next match, he's going to cover up for me. So that's part of what I use. So you think so you think long term too? You think yes, yes, I do. I do. I barely make one week points. Like one week points are not really worth it most times. I look I look at four, five, six game I look at blocks of fixtures and I look at these fixtures. Okay, I want to own this player for these fixtures, for this set of fixtures. And when do you know when to sell an asset? Okay, a lot of things we meet with is, is got. Like, sometimes I feel it within me. Like, there are things I feel within me where I tell you that I want to do this. I feel this is going to happen. But beyond that, the logic behind most things is if you see a player has a good run of pictures, especially when you see that there are these cheap players, these six-point-ish players, five points, five million, six million, seven, they are not like the sellers and code that you, you want to keep for um, uh, for, for a long stretch. Even if they play Man City, you know they can still score. So with those players, I just target the fixtures. 
sometimes he works, sometimes he doesn't. I'll give an, an example is Brian Mbuemu from uh, Brentford. I bought him for a good run of fixtures. He was blanking, blanking, blanking. At a point, I moved him, I moved him over to Madison. And James Madison scored for me in the last match. So it's those kind of things. For players that are See? for, play, See? for players that are cheap. Okay, for players that are cheap, players that are not like premium assets, what I do is I I keep them for their good run of fixtures. Thereafter, I either bench them or if I if I find alternatives, maybe another set a uh, player around the same price range that maybe now have good fixtures, I swap them out for those players. So that's that's like basic thing I do. Yeah. All right. So you ask a question, so we can end it. So, um, how do you you most of what you just spoke about was gambling for attackers? How do you gamble? For, how do you sorry? How do you gamble for defense? Okay. For your defenders. Okay. For 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 defenders, I will not lie to you. I if I've owned a center back this season, maybe I'm not sure I wouldn't. I've owned a center back for maybe more than one week. I don't really like center backs. I don't like owning center backs. I like. Left backs, right backs, wing backs, eh, the left wing backs, right wing backs. Eh, so I keep it simple. Exactly, keep it simple. The Trents, the Rhys Jameses, the Sergio Regulions, um, Joao Cancelos, and cool. They are the ones I once I own like two or three of those, I can just part them with some other cheap defenders. Where do you, and I'm where do you spend more money on? It depends, it depends. But personally, I, I, I like to invest in midfield. Like, overall, I like to invest in midfield. But it depends. There are times when, when I change things, depending my on likeness, the players that are... My likeness is to always be on strikers. I used to always like to have a very oh. classic striker. Aguero used to give me a lot of points because I've never missed, wasted my FPL captain. Triple captain, oh. I always get it right every year. Wow. I've been playing wow. for about three, four years now. That is cute. I'm doing very well, but I don't want to say my position. I'm so backwards. <laughs> Well, guys, this is going to be the last football episode we'll be having. So, guys, I'm still going to be talking football, but mostly just on, like, Twitter spaces. So, if you ever want to talk football, just follow me, and I will host the space. Since I won't be doing podcasts anymore. But it's been a pleasure having you guys here. Please, where can we find your social media? Um, You can find me at Sports Totality <laughs> on Twitter. I use Twitter mainly. S-P-O-R-T-S-T-O-T-A-L-I-T-Y. Sports yeah. totality. Also check out, talk about your podcast. Let them check out your podcast. Yeah, check out my podcast, the FPL Live Stroke Deadline Pod. It's the best. 30 minutes for 100 points. That's what we offer every week. It's not tomorrow, <laughs> just 30 minutes for 100 points. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at idea underscore ball. Idea underscore ball. Or just type Woli Shay. W-O-L-I-S-E-Y-I. Um, then on Twitter is Luashe underscore Telu um, on Instagram rather Luashe underscore Telu as you can find. Thank you guys, it's been a pleasure talking. Please, guys, if you're listening and you have enjoyed them, I know you have enjoyed them. They understand football properly. Uh, you guys should follow them on Twitter. Check out if you play FPL, check out great spot. All right, um, so thank you guys for coming. Yeah, it's been yeah. a pleasure, it's been a pleasure, bro. Can't wait to do this again. Same, right. year, next year, same year. Next year, January, January 17th, we'll be coming back. All right. All right. So, so thank you, guys. Vibe with Edmond Norris. So, yeah, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I did. You guys should please follow my guests. This, these are people that have come here to talk football and follow them. Check out Grace's podcast, FPL podcast, 30 minutes every week. 
so you can be pre- better prepared to make your own FPL team so you can get 100 points. Here's what he said now. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, um, don't forget to check out Refs Apro. They are our sponsors for this episode. So, if you are listening for the first time, check them out. They have best football matches, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, that can associate you with your clubs, with your fans, with your with your goods. They have some messy matches, too. They have some Ronaldo matches, depending on which, which fan you are. You get beautiful and very affordable. They deliver anywhere in the world as well. Um, guys, don't forget that we'll be going on break. Subscribe. If you are listening for the first time, please try and binge listen on the on the old episodes. If you are a constant listener, this is my only request to you. You both should send me a Christmas gift. Yes. Merry Christmas, first of all. Let me be the first person to wish you for Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. You both should send me a Christmas gift. Our podcast are not going to do Christmas. You both should say, oh, Edmond, you've been creating content. This is the 45th episode I'll be making. You've been creating 45 episodes. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I apparently, I checked and I saw that I've, I've created 44 podcast, 45, sorry, on this on my second other podcast, Viewing Center podcast. I did out the whole of, I think, since 2019. So there's a lot of experience. There's a lot of content that we've made. So somebody just said, let me buy you Code Stone. And there's a link on my link from my Twitter page. You can check it out. I named that one, support this podcast. Even support the podcast. Send me a Christmas gift or a Christmas present. <laughs> and yeah, if you want to support that, would be very helpful. And then um, if you want to advertise on the podcast or you want to sponsor the podcast, sponsoring the podcast will help us advertise your brand on the podcast to my podcast listeners and as well as on my Twitter account as well, where we're currently at 42,000 followers, like I said. So hit me up, send a DM to admin. So I want we're coming back next year in 2020. And of course, the website for the podcast will be coming out. So there's a lot. I'm telling you guys, I want to keep improving things. And we're going to, if you are, if you are listening to the podcast, just know that this thing that I'm doing is forever. You get, there's no stopping it. So just keep sticking with me. Keep supporting me. Keep sharing the podcast. I'm sincerely, big shout out to everybody that shared the podcast. We've hit over 15k plays since it started in May more than 15k and I, I know i can't do that by myself so it's a lot of every other person that's come the people listening that like it that sharing that retweeting my stuff on twitter it's very big 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 thank you to everybody i sincerely appreciate we'll be releasing the last episode for the year next week friday and that's the blockbuster episode fire episode is an episode is a content you need you get to subscribe so you don't miss out when it's out take time to listen it's not going to be long 45 minutes max you get um I want to say a very big shout out to everybody again. Like I said, yes, coming to an end. Go easy on yourself. I think that's the content I want to make for for next year because the tendency to want to be harsh on yourself and be saying that, oh, look at what the year has ended. I've not done anything with my life and everything. But the truth is, provide you are trying every day. Every day. It doesn't matter how much. Provide you are trying every day because it's not easy. Life is not easy. Especially in Nigeria too. You people know the way it is now. Our country is trying to frustrate us every time at every opportunity they get. So provide you are trying it will happen for you one day. Just keep trying. And in the, in the grand scheme of things, I'm sure a lot of... The demographics of my podcast are mostly people in their 20s and maybe early 30s. In the grand scheme of things, you are still a young person. I'm not saying you should relax, so I'm not saying patience, but still keep putting in the work. Keep putting in the work. The more you work, the more it can happen for you. You get So be easy on yourself. Take care of yourself. Be patient with yourself. Forgive yourself. You get... Let me know how to preach. I'll say all of that on the next episode and why you should actually take care of yourself because you are the biggest asset your mind is bigger asset so don't don't like collapse don't like fall all right guys so let me let me leave you guys and i'll see you guys next year you see i don't want to leave <laughs> i don't want to leave but let me leave you guys and i'll see you guys next year generous episode bye 
Thank you for vibing with Edmond Uris. Don't forget to rate, review, and share. Edmond Uris.